Hi, Robbie here. This is the first major tipping point in American history that I've lived through. And since I'm not a fan of thrill rides or horror flicks or Viking helmets, I'm getting no kick out of it whatsoever. Yep, Donnie Boy Trump got impeached. And Mitch, because he got Georgia peached, isn't as fond of Donnie Boy as he was a week ago. Going forwards in the impeachment process, the only thing I'm sure of is that a kennel's worth of legal beagles at a thousand or two an hour are going to make a killing. Now, I'll be the first one to admit that in 2016, Hillary Clinton was a horrible candidate. She felt entitled to the nomination, and her cronies at the DNC helped her keep Bernie at bay. She was lazy and maybe tired, and took the key swing states for granted. And then, taking Hillary's victory for granted, DNC, in those last couple of weeks before Election Day, stood for did not concentrate. And although she may have an ego equal to the size of Donnie's, over the years, she's learned how to conduct herself with a quality that threatens to become a fossil that quality being civility. Whereas Donnie simply hired a fleet of semi-trucks to move his pile of vile from Trump Tower, which he may never see again, to the White House, which wasn't decorated in garish, which is his style of choice. But he had his big screen TVs, got away as often as possible to properties he or a bunch of banks owned And he played golf while the climate and COVID and racism and on and on ran rampant. The other day, a clear-thinking young man, and more importantly, one with a greater sense of empathy than most young men, expressed his displeasure with how I was reacting to the state of things at this particular moment in history. He thought my behavior was over the top. I thought it was appropriate. Our feelings, beliefs, and values were similar, but my reactions were more jagged than his, as he maintained a pretty even keel. I should, in my favor, mention that I watched the impeachment proceedings on Wednesday, and hearing the overwhelmingly Republican blatant lies, statements that completely contradicted their words from just a day or two earlier, their distractions and the power-hungry flamethrowers who wanted to stay on the good side of a man who doesn't have a good side. The discussion I had with this young man reflected extremely well on him. It pointed out that he, frankly, as I did, to an even greater degree when I was his age, he thinks he knows more and understands human behavior and the ramifications of that behavior better than he does, even though he does understand them better than 90-plus percent of his peers. And he doesn't give enough credit to both the tangibles and intangibles one picks up during an additional two or three decades on the planet. But again, confession-wise, when I was his age, neither did I. Here's the gist of the discussion. I asked him... Have your own career plans been slowed down 
by the actions and inactions of Donald John Trump? He said, yes, of course. I then asked, do you believe that your best friend, who is one fine young man who happens to be black, do you believe he's even less safe than he was in 2016? And additionally, do you think that Donald John Trump played a large part in that being the case? There was no hesitation on his part. Yes, again. I could tell I was getting on his nerves, but undeterred, I asked, do you think there are more Americans who are food insecure? Which is a euphemism if there ever was one for going to bed hungry, especially children, because of the callousness of DJ Trump? Yes, again. He knew I thought Hillary was a flawed candidate, but I asked him, even if that flawed candidate won the electoral college vote in addition to the popular vote, would there have been fewer folks out of work than there are now under King Donnie's insane reign? Yeah, I know it's a leading question. Regardless, the answer was clear. Yes, yet again. And do you understand that people who are out of a job, losing benefits they have earned and can barely feed their families, have a tendency to let their own powerlessness fester to the point where they have to do something, however sideways, that makes them feel alive, even if it involves harming others? And he finally admitted that a couple of extra decades on the planet, all other things being equal, might mean something. So I rested my case. And sometimes winning feels like losing because there are times when being right and proving others wrong, even if it's a teaching moment, can provoke some painful awakenings. If you know anyone sitting on the political fence who's approachable and open-minded, and you can find a way to engage them in a conversation resembling the one I just related, Take a chance and try it. You'll find out soon enough whether to continue, probably by the uh, 30-second mark or so. 10,000 folks losing their minds together is a mob. But the state of this nation will only change in a meaningful way if it's done one mind at a time. This is Robbie, hoping for a peaceful transition and brighter days ahead. Mask up and stay well. Bye-bye.